What's up, guys and gals? Altered State Podcast, episode 71. Brandon and John. 71. Man, we're creeping up on a hundy. Yeah, it's going to take a few. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it there, but yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but 70 to me feels like it's really close to one, but I think like 30 weeks is like almost a whole year. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, we got another. Yeah, that's what a year and a half right there. So we should get this point. Well, or almost two, I guess. Well, no, because we, yeah, we're, we're almost at to We're yeah. end of January will be our two year anniversary, which will be the next time Schnellman comes on. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if he was yeah. on episode one and he was on the one year anniversary, he's got to be on the the two year. Well, I'm sure it has, has to be. And there's got to be some kind of wrestling event right there. So there it is. Makes, well, there always is. That's you know, what makes is that, it happen. Is that WrestleMania? WrestleMania right. or? It's probably WrestleMania. It's Which probably WrestleMania. one's in January? That's WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think. I don't honestly know. They just, what? I, I, you don't I'm know? Pretty sure. Brandon. Well, I feel like WrestleMania might be April now, but I'm not sure. Right. Well, what's the, what's the, is it uh, Royal all, Rumble? Survivor Series is always around November. Royal Rumble might be around December. And then, yeah. So October, I don't even, shit, I don't know. I don't, I'm lost. I can't believe you. Yeah, I feel like April, March is more WrestleMania. That's where I feel that lies, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I feel like that's always more of a summer thing, spring, summer. I could summer. be wrong, yeah. But the big, it's the big January one. There's always a big something one. They're oh, all yeah. big. Let's not lie to ourselves. <laughs> <clears throat> that's how I. They're all important. That's why I don't know, because they're all. All pay-per-views. Vastly important. Oh, man, we got no TV signal. Was it raining outside for a little bit? Uh, Yeah, it was raining when I pulled up. Can't watch it Ant-Man in the background. Oh, tragic. I know. Paul Rudd just makes me smile. I've been watching so much background noise lately, it's crazy. Like, yeah. I feel like I haven't watched anything. I've watched very few things that are, like, new and I'm invested in, but my TV's just on all the fucking time. I finished up season two of The Boys last week. I still haven't even started it, man. Fantastic. Yeah. I really love it. I really love it. Um, leaves it off in a good spot where it can continue for another season. Um... Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you'll love it. I don't know why. Like, it took me a long time to get through season one also. um, I don't know why. I didn't have, like, a distaste for it or anything. It just took a while. Yeah. And now I'm in that same boat where it's like, I don't know. I think it probably has a lot more to do with, like, the fact that my kids are the age they are. And that's definitely not something I can watch when they're around. But probably it's not. also not something I want to watch, like, in fits and bursts so having like an hour that i can sit down watch a whole episode and watch a whole episode not only without my kids around but like my mm -hmm. wife doesn't give a shit about it either sure. so like it has to be a time where she's gone and the kids are gone Has she if you showed it to her at all she tried it yet no no i should might take it that's eh, not her jam man. no no she's the, not. the darker superhero stuff she's not no okay. Nah. people exploding i don't know i don't know why she married me brandon <laughs> she doesn't like any of the same shit i like hey i'm in the same category but, uh, you know what I just realized, too, watching, I don't know, it was probably halfway through that season before I realized, um, what's the uh, nerdy guy's name? Um, shoot. Whose girlfriend explodes the very first episode? Jack Quinn? Yes. Well, that's his real name, but I can't right. think of what his... But I had no idea that was Meg Ryan. Dennis Quaid's I, son? No idea. Yeah. And then once I see it, can't unsee it. Yeah. They look... He's Jack just, Quaid? Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah. And he, he he's he's a spitting image of Dennis oh my, Quaid. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to introduce him as Randy Quaid's nephew, but <laughs> whatever. We can only hope. You whatever. 
I think you think the, they, he, Randy Quaid really takes Crazy Uncle to a whole new. Oh my god! Right? Wouldn't it be great though if it's all just some art piece in the end? I mean, I know he's gone off the rocker and he's on all kinds of drugs, but because he just squats now, basically, right? And he just wander. I think so. I don't know. I think didn't he? I, I think he went. Isn't like, he wanted? It might be wanted. I actually. think he went down like the super deep, like extreme right-wing conspiracy theorist that's what it was but mixed with a lot of drugs yeah Yeah. but like he thought the cia was after him but then because he thought the cia was after him he didn't want to be traced so he didn't pay taxes for like 10 years so now he actually did he did commit a crime but i think he committed the crime because he was crazy enough to think that by committing the crime he was taking himself off of the radar i i don't know man didn't he, like, sell his house, but then come back, like, a year later and say he didn't sell it, really? Yeah, like that's that. what he yeah. sold his house, but then he stayed living in it. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The Boys Season 2. Pretty good. <laughs> Randy Quaid's nephew. Check it out. Yeah, dude. I, I, I'm looking forward to a time that I can invest. And, and it's also one of those things that I think, especially since school, st- like, I know we're all in a crazy place in the, in the COVID world and everything. But like, especially since school started, I am just, I'm really struggling with, with my, my mental well being, Um, and the boys as enjoyable as it is just, I think it's, it's a little bit heavier. That's a pretty heavy than, than what I want right now. Like when I'm, when I actually sit down and consume stuff, I just don't have it in me. For it to be what? heavy, That's even because this season, heavy. right? Well, this season does focus a lot on, you know, kind of current racial relations uh-huh. and things like that. Um, you know, it, it doesn't address it directly, like as far as modern day, but it assume you know, I don't, you can, it's obvious. Sure, that it's, it takes that takes that point, but um, but yeah, it's it's very heavy, and it's a it's not like it's a heartfelt romp through right. the city not, with Superman. It's not light. Right. And, I, and right. I'm not saying, like, things have to be light for me to enjoy them. It's just right now in my... I know myself well enough to know that I can't handle something heavy right now. Well, that's fair. You know what's not heavy? Game shows. Game shows? Game shows. Have you noticed all these new game shows that are coming back to TV that are all, like, old game shows? Just no. They got, like, huh? So you got like Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones. Yes, I did see that was coming um, back. What's the other one with uh, Will Arnett has another one. Uh, Joe really? McHale has Dude, one. I miss, I, I fucking pray to nothing that um, Will Arnett gets a second season of the fucking uh, Lego show. Oh, I would assume that, that was that, pretty. That show was awesome. That was fairly well received, right? That show was so dope. That show was everything I needed in quarantine. Like, that came out right when quarantine was, like, real quarantine. Like, heavy, right. heavy. Like, through March and April. Right. And, oh, my God. That brought me so much joy. Yes. You have the new Supermarket Sweep. You have okay. the new Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Who's hosting that? Uh, Tiffany Hat. No, who hosts that? Oh, Jimmy Kimmel hosts that now. Huh. Um, like, And what's the other one? Um, I forget the Joe McHale one. Shoot. Oh, there it is. The Card Sharks. So there's a Joe McHale. I don't know that one. Huh. It says season two, but I wasn't around for season one. Um, but there's all these, it's like game shows are back. I don't know if it's like you said, people are needing a little levity. Right. So well, I when also... you think game shows, where do you go first? 
in the history of um fuck why can't i think of what it's called uh big money big money no whammies no whammies stop oh um what was the name of that fucking oh, shoot game um oh i can't believe i can't yeah, think of I, it now i i'm totally i'm totally blanking on it I'll, it'll pop in my head in a second it'll pop in my head in a second that's my go-to but i always go i'm probably go price is right yeah just because there's so much going well, on price is right is like the that's that's the definitive like sick day show oh absolutely like that's the Still, thing when you day. stay home from school yeah and you're watching daytime television that's all you got and it's and it's a fucking great game show yeah and it's like two hours long yes and all the different mini games are fun that's right and it's approachable enough to play at home along along with it did you ever get into like the um like i loved the ones that had like random celebrities, like B-list celebrities, like the tick was a tic tac toe game. Um, oh shoot, it was always on back in the nineties. Yeah, I know which one you're um, talking about. Uh, not match game. Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares. Thank you. But it always had, you know, Whoopi Goldberg was big on Hollywood yeah. Squares for the longest time. Yeah. Um, you know, Richard Simmons, like that shit was brought another ten uh, years to his career with Hollywood Squares. To and, tell the truth, that was a oh, fun sure. one. Yeah, yeah. I've never really watched the. Um, What's the Pictionary-like one with Jane Lynch? Oh, uh... Or is that just Game Night yeah, where they do different things? Yeah, they do a bunch okay. of different things. Okay. I didn't really watch that either. But they have pretty decent celebrities every now and then for these game shows. So is it just... Do you Actually, have a contract I, with NBC I did watch and... one episode of Jane Lynch's Game Night because Kevin Smith was on one of them hmm. a couple years ago. Nice. And I am nothing if not uh, on brand. And and how was it? Uh, you watched the, I, you watched the one, I guess. Yeah, never, I remember so. it being like, all right, yeah, yeah I mean, it was yeah. it was cute. Yeah, you know, it was like whatever. It was like watching like back in the day when you watched some random talk show just because your band some band you mm -hmm. love was on there. Like, oh, okay, neat. Yeah, like it was cute. I didn't it, realize uh, it was it was exactly what I expected I didn't it to know be. Carson Daly still had a show. Like, right, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. Um, I don't. I think for game shows, it's really because networks are fucking scrambling man well and they're cheap right right that's well, a, i mean well it's it's funny well you would be like wow man how are they giving away a fifty thousand dollar prize press your luck every week but press your luck sorry thank i was staring you. right at you just thinking fucking thank <laughs> i didn't you. want to lose it as you were talking go ahead i'm sorry but like in your head you think like holy shit a, a hundred grand for a prize per week right seems like a lot of money but it's like when you think about what it costs to make one episode of scripted right. television. Right. They get that from a 15-second ad. Right. You know well, what I mean? Or well, shit. Yeah. Like one, one full episode of any scripted sitcom, you know, has got to be a million bucks or more. Three million bucks. Just and paying Depen actors. Depending on the paying, actors. But, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. And what's well, any. I don't think there's any, like, sitcom on network television anymore that doesn't have a notable name on it. Oh, you're probably right. You yeah. know, like if it if it gets picked up past pilot, you you know, even a no-name cast is going to be anchored by one person that, you know, yeah. it'll be a, a, a Marlon Wayans or, right. a, well, or right. a Zoe Deschanel sure. or, you know, you'll get, you'll get one person right. that's going to cost, that person alone is going to cost fucking a million bucks per episode. You're Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny right. DeVito. Right. And it's every show. Right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the era of the unknown cast, that shit's for sci-fi, for the Bravo channel. You know, Right. Which can still be great shows, don't get me wrong, but you're not going to have that on 
network I think TV these because they can't afford to with all their other options out right. there. Right. Well, they're not. Well, they're not going to take a risk. Right. A network television, you know, they need they need somebody that they know is at least going to bring some version of an audience. Sure. Right. So even if ninety percent of the cast is no name. Or small name, right? You know, but like, if I'm well, thinking you, of, it's just like I like when you say something. I'm like, I think like, and I don't even know why this example came in my head. I never watched the show, but like Ariba, like I don't, yeah. I don't know her. I know that name, but she she costs some money, and she'll bring in a whole audience, fifty million country music right. people or whatever it is. Fucking Jeff right. Foxworthy, totally right. I don't. Or then you think about like even the shit that's like, if I think about the shit that I've watched recently, that is a network sitcom, like. The good place. You had fucking Ted Danson and Kristen Bell, right? Uh, right. Brooklyn Nine Nine. You had fucking Andre Brower and right. Terry Crews right. and Sandberg Andy Samberg, right? Yep. Um, Parks and Rec is probably, you know, at the time they were all I, a, Amy Poehler. She was a name. Amy yeah. Poehler was a name. Yeah. Um, and I'd make the case that uh, what's his uh, what's his short hair, dark hair? Um, Aziz Ansari. Well, no, I wouldn't make the case that he would have been a name. Um, the white guy. I can't think of his name. Ben Scott. Is that his name? Adam Scott. Adam Scott, yeah. Ben is his character. I wouldn't name. say he was Adam a Scott. huge but he was a name from Step Brothers and things like that. He was yeah, people but, were aware of him. I, I but I think I think that's probably the show Well, fucking Rob Lowe was in that show. Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, not, not until second not until season. season two. Yeah. But yeah. No, not until season three. Was it three? Okay, yeah. So Yeah. I, I but would that's say, kinda Rob Lowe's thing, right? Wait till like season three, right? Get the five year I, deal. I would say that's probably the most successful show launched recently with a relative no name cast. Like an inexpensive cast. Because even like even the names that were known when it launched, like Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. um, and Aziz Ansari, they were they were comics. Sure. You know, they neither of them was neither of them were leading anything in movies. Like they were known by comedy nerds and people that liked SNL. Right. But like they weren't they weren't big gits. You know, like right. that show launched Aubrey Plaza into a big career. It right. launched Chris Pratt into fucking superstardom. Right. Um Nick Offerman has built a really nice career after into that. Into the galaxy. But <laughs> You had to. How could you not see that? You said the strat. You could. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was but gonna. Really, I think mo, moral story is, as fucking network television is expensive as shit. Right. And a game show is just not. Correct. Right. Right. You know, you're pay. You're paying a B list. I was gonna probably uh, has been most of the time. Sure. I was gonna. You were talking about shows you couldn't think of or whatever. I was gonna drop Big Bang Theory on you again, because at the time when it first came out. It could be argued they were all fairly. I mean, they were pseudo celebrities. A couple of them. Yeah, I mean, what's Kaylee, her name was Kaylee on? Kaylee Cuoco was on the. Uh, she had a. How I met. Sh- uh, no. Um, no, she was a ten d- rules for the, my the, dad, the fucking my Jason father, Ritter yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, not Jason Ritter. John Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah. The John Ritter show. Yeah. Katie I mean, Segal, that, yeah. that shit ran for that shit ran for like right. six or seven seasons, and she was the but main. She, she but was, she wasn't fresh off that. She wasn't far off of no? it, man. Okay. I okay. bet I bet that was less than two years. And as much as I defend Johnny Galecki, at that point, people had kind of forgotten about him. Yeah. You know, he was popping up in random little movie, you know, B movie roles right. type stuff. Right. Him and Kaylee Cuoco were both the, that was were both that's, that's my point. Those were the gets for the Right, show. but they, but they were both um certifiable sitcom actors. That's fair. That's you know, fair. like they were they were fucking pros and for people that that watch sitcoms they're known names. Fair. You know, fair. like no one was going into Big Bang Theory that wasn't 
familiar with Roseanne yeah. or the John Ritter show. Like, one or the other. Right. You know? It made me laugh the other day. Um, Old School was on. Uh-huh. And there's so many random characters in that, but the guy who played Howard Wallowitz, the yeah, he's one of the frat. He's one brothers. of the frat guys. It just makes me laugh so yeah. hard. I love it. I love it. It's a bit totally random has popped in my head because I thought of the uh, the big fat guy in old school. Did you see uh, Ned from Spider Man? Fuck yeah! Who is this guy? Looking good, bud. Good for him. Looking good. Good for him. Yeah. Does Here's that... me still sitting around, you know, 240 pounds of farts. <laughs> right. And, I say, yeah, and this asshole loses all this weight. Does this make you think that? The guy in the chair might get out of the chair for the next movie or two here, or is this just him making a life decision well, to be healthy? I think a little column A, a little column B. Okay. Because um, in the comics, Ned, right. Ned helps out now and then. Or well, he gets into some. Ned also yeah. becomes a villain. That's true. Ned does. Well, he gets. Does he get mind like, fucked or something? Like, there's a. Yeah. There's a. There was legitimate talk of his character taking a turn before he loses the weight. Now, there is also the part that, like, if you're a 25 year old actor so you're in the prime of your life and now you've made two movies that you're making enough money like how do you not right how do you not spend some money to take care of yourself sure yeah if you're in his position no i agree 100 so I, I i think it's a little of both though like i don't think marvel was like man we want you to lose weight for oh, this i agree 100 right um but i think when they see him lose weight they're like "Ooh, this might make it easier for us to, to do, do what things. we want to do sure it's good for but him. that i don't i gotta tell you man I am, I am all over the place with how I feel about Spider-Man Three. Yeah, how do you feel about them confirming little Tobey Maguire, little Andrew Garfield? Well, Sony, Sony debunked it. Yeah, I'm not I mean, it. I'm not buying it either. I think they show up. I'm not feeling good about it. I don't think. No, I. Well, without knowing any story, so I don't I'm know trying, what to think. I'm trying to think of how to how to. It doesn't ruin it for me, but like so in it, it's just. Now that we've, it, we do have confirmed Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So there is multiverse stuff, and we have confirmed Jamie Foxx. Right. I think we're, you know, it, we're going to confirm Garfield and Maguire. Right. right. Um, and there's part of me that's like, oh, fucking cool, man. And like, I think they really are leaning into the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, that That's big time what's going on here. Um. And I have, there's part of me that's like looking at what Flashpoint is doing and looking at this and feeling like, oh, now we're just trying to go bigger and more bloated. And I don't know if I want that. There's another part of me that's like, I fucking love the Tobey Maguire movies. Right. And I like, I, I like getting my nostalgia strings pulled. Right. Um, but so, I think my biggest thing is that I just. That's not the movie that I wanted. So even if it's awesome, like I wanted fucking Matt Murdock as his lawyer. Sure. I wanted I wanted more friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and him kind of fighting the law. I wanted them to I wanted this to be their way to bring in Murdock and bring in Kingpin. Can still be part of it. That's too much. I don't think they can I don't think they can do the multiverse and that at the same time and and give credence enough to either one of them. Agreed, but then I read they haven't. With why they're not confirming Garfield and um, McGuire is because they're trying to lock them down for three pictures. Really? Yes. So does that change your mind knowing that they may not be the main focus of the? You know what I mean? Maybe multiverse is just introduced at the end of the first one type deal. Yeah. If I, mean, just, I don't know if the story. Post credit scene. Right. 
I'd be happier if they like with easy and ease into it a little more. Yeah, not as I'd, much. As, I'd be happy if they were just like we got fucking hints of them. Sure, you know, right. like, and I don't know, like I again, I trust, I trust Feige, mm-hmm. and the the first two Spider-Man movies I think were both fucking awesome, um, and they both took me places that I didn't even know I wanted to go. So I trust it. I just. It's not, it's not what I built in my head, and what I built in my head is something that I want. I because I fucking, I I've said it a million. Daredevil is my favorite superhero. Yeah. Period. End of end of story. And this to me was the best, most natural way to get my favorite superhero into the MCU as quickly as possible. Sure. And I wanted that yeah. for me. Um, and for the audience, because I think it would be fucking awesome across the board. Um, but I don't know. That said, I do I do think there's a way that they could kind of back. An, I, I don't love this, but I do. Noted. But I think I think they could be essentially making this Spider-Man movie. The Daredevil born again storyline, but using Spider-Man instead of Daredevil. Everyone knows who he is. Um, he is going to be stripped down to nothing to have to build himself back up. They're gonna. I I have a feeling they're gonna borrow the core of that born again storyline, mm-hmm. even if not using it. And they'll use the Sinister Six as as their vehicle, and they'll use the multiverse as their vehicle. But like, what makes Born Again such a insanely powerful comic book is like they take they take this fucking hero and strip him to absolutely nothing sure and he has to build himself back up and it is the way that story is told like that was the story that made me fall in love with daredevil yeah i i still read that comic probably once a year i love that book wow and Uh, i I, read some information today that made me more confident than ever that we will get not necessarily that storyline, but you're going to get daredevil pretty soon. Um, they didn't mention daredevil by name, but they mentioned Luke cage and iron fist. MCU should have the rights back to those tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. I think it's on Monday. So if that's right around the corner with daredevil and, and, uh, Jessica Jones, I mean, they're attached. Yeah. And I, and I, I think so. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I just want Daredevil there, and I wanted this to be. Charlie Cox was just the perfect one for sure. He's just, and I, I wanted this movie to be the Spider-Man Daredevil, uh, buddy cop story that yeah. I didn't know I want. You sure. know, like I wanted that, and I'm not gonna get that. So I'm gonna be a pouty little bitch about yeah, it for a fair. little bit. No, I got it. And when they release in, when they continue to release stuff. I'm going to build my excitement back up, and I'm going to love it. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm feeling a little jilted because I, um, I, I wanted that. So, speaking of which, they did. Did you uh, – Sony announced this weekend that we are definitively getting a Spider-Man 3 teaser trailer in December. Oh, I didn't hear of that. this year. Oh, wow. No, like, I didn't hear that. The, have Where's they somehow – from? Right. Uh, right. Have they secretly started production? It's going to be a shot of us to suit hanging somewhere. Right, but, but you know, but if it if it might be a shot of the three fucking Spider Men, it, it could be a shot of any number of things. Yeah, yeah. And what what I think about it is, if Sony is willing to go that far, 
it makes me feel like there is going to be, and because we have confirmed Doctor Strange in it, I feel like there is a tie-in with WandaVision. Oh, absolutely. And because WandaVision is happening this year, yeah. I feel like that's Sony saying, like, oh, okay, yeah. we got yeah. this is our this is the jumping in point. Right, right. Maybe. I don't yeah, I, I'm pretty sure everything that we've read, WandaVision is like the gateway to everything coming. So we kind of have to get that before most everything else, as far as moving forward with story in the MCU. Right. And you know what's interesting? So like, I I think you're I think WandaVision is the key because I I think it makes perfect sense for that to essentially be House of M. Yeah. And that's how you get mutants into the universe, right. and you turn Scarlet Witch into into the big bad, um, which is the right move and the most interesting move. Yep to go to from here but it does also continue to lend credence it it continues to make me underwhelmed at a black widow movie because it's like oh they're going to keep pushing that back but they won't put push back wandavision which right. once again proves like oh you just made this movie four years too late and this was a palette it was intended to be a palette cleanser after endgame right. to just be a standalone fucking movie right, right. and bet and now that like their marketing strategy has also proved that it just again makes me like yeah I'm not that stoked about Black Widow everything I read, and I would have been five years ago I, I mean obviously I'm still gonna watch it no matter of course when it comes I, out. I, I watch all sorts of shit but like no I'm I with you know. I'm with you and I think it coming out after WandaVision is then gonna be like no man I'm in the next phase I don't fucking True. need this True. that's why what I read earlier today too was Disney is pushing hard to put that on uh, Disney Plus. Well, Disney and Feige's the one blocking it. He said no. It's got to be in theaters. Well, Disney did their. Uh, they made a big announcement last week that said they are like completely restructuring all of their uh, cinematic shit have to, to be focused on streaming. Yeah, like they outwardly said they pissed off all the movie. They're like, no, we are putting all our eggs in the Disney Plus basket. Like, I would be surprised if. Like, I think Disney, being a studio that historically releases 10 to 15 to 20 movies cinematically mm -hmm. over the years, like, throughout the course of a year, drops that down to three or four. Yeah, absolutely. And everything else goes to Disney+. Plus. Like, right. everything, everything that's not Marvel, Star Wars, or Princess. Right. Like, everything else. Right. When they and they're putting Soul direct and Soul looks fucking dope. Like personally, I'm stoked to get that on Christmas Day. Right. And I know my kids are. My kids have been asking for that because the trailers have existed for six months. Right. Like when we told them, my girls were like, "What on Christmas morning we get to watch Soul?" I'm like nice. fuck yeah, nice. and it looks sick. But Disney straight up announced like we're putting our eggs in the streaming basket. I can't blame them. Fuck no, you I can't. Mean, that's. Just don't be charging me twelve ninety nine a month and then twenty bucks for a movie. They're charging six fifty a month. That I am whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just a hard sell. You gotta you gotta at least give me a break on. If I'm gonna be buying a lot of movies from you, you gotta do something as far as. I feel like if if they if if my Disney Plus subscription stays at under seven dollars a month, mm -hmm. um, I'm happy to pay fifteen bucks a movie. 
That's what I'd pay for one ticket to the theater. Man, yeah, that's fair. That's not even like for a family. I like, mean. The, the Mulan, 30 bucks a movie? No, I'm out on that. Yeah. But if you're going to charge me under $20 for, and not for every movie that you add, obviously, but for the ones that would go cinematic for right. your your expensive Pixar movie, right? Um, you want to charge me 15 bucks a month? Or not a month. You're going to do movie. that three times a year? Right. Fucking take my money. Take it. Fucking all. That's a one-time like rental, right? Though you don't keep it. No, it it, it stays mm. in there. So you have Mulan or whatever. You, yeah, you if that. you if you buy the Mulan Premium Access, you have it forever. I all mean, right. that's not as bad. Then it's going to be added to Disney Plus in its eventually, own right in a couple months anyway. Not right. even yeah, not even eventually. The yeah. Mulan one's going to be there in December. Yeah, they said like three months. Yeah, but like for all those, you better fucking. Bl- I wouldn't even hesitate. Twenty bucks even. Thirty is the line for me where it's like no, but if, for me. You're just missing so much that, experience with a the theater. I agree. I'm to a, me, that's I'm like a a huge worth a good ten guy. bucks, right? I'm there. a huge. I agree. I'm a huge theater guy. But like, I I know I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I, I want them to keep making know. them, so I still want to encourage and, that by by buying think, things. But and I think it depends on the the film also. Like I think the the big Marvel movies, the big Star Wars movies, those need to be theatrical. Sure. Um, the really epic princess movies are better theatrical but like soul which looks like an awesome movie sure looks like a movie that i'm gonna love that movie is not inherently made better by the theater experience and really most of those movies are theaters full of four to eight year olds that can't even really handle a movie so you're not getting that experience sure you're not getting lost in that movie at the theater you're taking your kid for it to be a day out that's fair. And if I can have, like, if I can spend only 15 bucks and make my own homemade kettle corn and fucking dim all the lights and make a cool experience for my own kids yeah. for under $20, instead of spending $50 to really have me be just kind of stressed out watching them as much as I am watching the movie to make sure they don't freak out. Yeah. That's a fucking win. And when you're Disney and you're in the family business, that's a smart play. I think I'm just looking at it differently. You're like I know I I with how you describe mm-hmm. it how you're looking at it I can 100 percent agree with what you're saying yeah but when I think about going to the movies it's like me maybe me and Jessica you know right it's and like those an movies and, it's... and those movies I think still go the sure. movies that as adults we would go to sure Marvel Star Wars at least the movie that Disney's making that we would go to as adults I think those will stay cinematic okay Okay. in every way i can tolerate this then but i think the kid i think the kids movies that are straight up kids movies i think they're gonna i think that shit's gonna be redirected that wouldn't surprise me in the streaming world yeah that i'm okay with i'm not buying that shit right i am now i feel better because i know you're you're just out the money not me (laughs) shit but i'm not out the money i'm saving money i'm saving money hand over fist brother 50 bucks to take my family in. Shit, not even. Then I got to get popcorn and all the fixings. But then, but then it's going to be $75. They're missing a key part of their childhood now. Yeah. They're not because they didn't have a choice to have that experience you know, it's at so this time. We- it's so <laughs> weird. I think about I've I've really thought about that a lot. In but their experience is no different what, than any other kid's experience at this time. Right. So but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's weird. I've been thinking about it a lot in the time of COVID. Like... Man, are my kids getting a a different experience? And then I think, like, well, in reality, every generation's childhood is a different experience. Absolutely. And I'm really, 
I'm really trying to rectify that with myself of like, no, dude, their experience is going to be fundamentally different right. than yours. Well, and that doesn't mean they're having a negative experience. Their experience is just that their experience. Right. And, but you we know, want, I know, you know, because yeah. you had a kid that was yeah. like, now that now that Noah's older, you, I imagine you can let that go. A oh, totally. Bit. And but that's like, me coming but from like when you were when Noah was a kid, I was right how there. much of you were just like, oh, oh no, you, you like you need this. You need this. And it's like all of me. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And that's where I'm at right, right. now. Is I'm like, yeah. I'm fighting that instinct. No, in I agree. hundred percent. It's like, yeah. Oh, I want your experience. I got to take you mine. to this and this and this because right. you, we got to go to the kid, arcade. You have to see this. You what, have to see. What do you, what do you mean? You don't want to go to the arcade every weekend. Right. What do you mean you don't want to go play laser right. tag? Right. What do you fucking mean you don't want to skateboard? Monster what trucks are too loud. I'm sorry. What? Right. Right. What, what, exactly. You know, no. What? Uh, what do you, this is what we do. What do you mean you don't want to go to the baseball game? Right. Like, huh? Right. You want to sit at home? Yep. What? Right. What the fuck are you talking about? Yep. Yep. But it, it's very weird. It is. It is. All you can do is encourage and hope it doesn't go to, like, you know, YouTube. Yeah. Let's uh let's take a quick break. Back okay. uh, back in a couple. Yeah. Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Check out alteredstatecomics.com right now. I will wait. But while I'm waiting, I'm gonna also tell you, go check out the Altered State podcast, man. They come straight out of St. Louis, Brandon and John, and they are there for all your pop culture needs. They're very orally accented, is what I'm saying, ladies and dudes. So there you go, man. AlteredStateComics.com. It's right there in the name. And we're back. We're back. So so now that we're back, we we finished off talking about Disney Plus. Yes. Did we? Well, no, no, no. Okay. That, that was where we, we left off. Okay. When Let we me... when we last left the team. Right. Yes. When when we left off, we were talking Disney Plus. I have a couple of other uh, <laughs> delightful pieces of Disney Plus news. The first one might actually make me watch football. Uh oh, um, but tomorrow night's Monday Night Football. It is is uh, dur- I don't know if it's during halftime or dur- it's during Monday Night Football. Uh-oh, is there a trailer? <laughs> yes, sir. They're still doing that for the um for season two of The Mandalorian. Oh, okay, that's and it's funny. weird that I'm like I can't wait to see that trailer when right. I'm gonna see the show in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like it's not very. It's two weeks away. I also saw um, uh, Johnny Favs was saying. They probably start production at the end of the year for season three. Yeah. That's fantastic. Dude, that show. Just moving that train along. Well, man. it's it's the perfect thing because they built that. Did you watch the. I still make, haven't. Dude. I haven't. So it, it's it's incredible. You need to. I know. I but know. one of the, the whole thing was like, so they invented this crazy technology um, that like everything exists on a soundstage. They okay. don't ever have to go on location. So they're in their they, own bubble all the time. Right. Yeah. So, like, they built this, like, nuts, like, LCD, like, surround thing that, like, that they can do this in a Corona world because they legitimately only need, like, seven people in a warehouse to actually make it happen. So, like, right. a, the actors are the only people that are actually in close contact with each other. And fucking Mandalorian's wearing a mask the whole time. Right, yeah. So it's it's built in safety. Might be him. So like, let's, let's get, yeah, they just fucking can, and it. I'm I'm so stoked for it, but I want to see that trailer. Hell yeah! I feel like season two is going to be, and you know maybe this is well, it's definitely wishful thinking, um, but I honestly think season two is going to be better than season one. I, I'm confident. I, I'm pretty yeah. I, I'm I, I like for it. I appre- I love season one. 
but I feel like season one was a combination of like world building and fan service. Sure. So like I, the people that I've talked to that didn't love season one are people that aren't like diehard Star Wars fans. Yeah. And if you're not a diehard Star Wars fan, I get why you wouldn't like it. Like a yeah. lot of the cool things were like weird callbacks and weird species and weird yeah. props like stormtroopers being goofy and shit like that right. well it was sure. just like all weird stuff that was like oh this ties so deeply into something that right. was that's fair so fundamentally important to my youth yeah that i immediately buy in yeah um, i mean I, but i i think that i still i mean i can never watch it <clears throat> with virgin eyes you, you know you're just never sure. gonna be able to see it with virgin eyes but at the same time, I felt like going into it. Okay, I'm like palette clean. This is kind of how like how I went into Rogue One. Like, okay, of course you yeah. you know, sure you have the, you have on, that baggage, but, but I didn't. You know, up until Vader didn't shows that up big and starts slaying people, I really didn't expect any of the people I knew to come into play. Okay, so I just kind of went into it. Sure, and I love the fuck out of Rogue One. I thought it was a great mm-hmm. war, you know, space war movie. It was awesome. You know, a great one. Yeah. And I kind of look at Mandalorian like that, like it's a great like space western. It's just it has exactly. that good vibe to well, it. Well, it I think Rogue One and Mandalorian, and I'll still say Last Jedi, are the three pieces of Star Wars property since the original Star Wars that uh, that really captured what I love, what made me fall in love with Star Wars. Sure, like those three pieces got me the same way yeah. they, they you know they didn't they didn't recycle something hoping to get me they made a new thing that touched me the same way Easy. the original shit did fair enough fair enough <laughs> um i meant to send you uh you and gibson a picture the other day so every now and then i see a new cereal box oh and, yeah and it it makes me laugh I'm like they made a cereal out of what you know yeah donuts honey bunches of are are the Fucking uh, honey donuts. buns you know yeah, so the Dunkin' Donuts one. So I take pictures and I'll send to John and, and Gibson every now and then, and we have a little chuckle after we try it. <laughs> they made um, Star Wars uh, the Child like puffs, you know what I mean, or something like that. So it's just a big picture of like the Baby Yoda child yeah. on, and just says Star Wars Mandalorian, big picture of Baby Yoda, and it's just you know like dude, kick. it looked like kicks, you know what I mean? Remember kicks? They still make I, kicks. <laughs> I fucking love. That that is one thing that's never changed. Merchandising, Cere- but cereal specifically yeah. has been a merchant a merchandising driver forever. Yeah, and they just have never slowed down on that. They haven't changed it. They no. haven't like it. Cereal markets the same way it did in 1950, yep. and there's something about yep. that that I just sure. fucking it's, love. It's kind of Americana. Cereal yeah, is kind exactly. of exactly like when I like Americana. When I walk down the cereal aisle and I see whatever cheap shitty fucking marketed cereal that's only going to exist for six months yep i am fucking delighted yep. and they, yep. it's exactly it's kicks kicks with a different mold uh, absolutely that's exactly what absolutely it is. it's just kicks it's and just puffs that, of rice that yeah. shit is fucking delightful yep. so i'm gonna have to get some of that absolutely <laughs> absolutely we'll have to try it next i mean episode. what what breakfast cereal isn't perfect with a spoonful of sugar over top oh god that's how you eat breakfast cereal right i love cereal you know, I don't use much of it as I used back. to. Me neither. I used to just eat it out the box. Like, I would yeah. go there, like, what do I want out of the box? If I put milk on it, bonus. But what's going to be great straight out of the box? Oh, I've never been a dry cereal guy. Oh, then you're missing out. There's so many random the, kinds that are the, great. The thing is, I don't, I, don't love, I don't love crunchy food. Like, I'm the kid. So you wait a little while for yes. sogginess. I okay. soft it. Okay. But like, the, the one thing I always think about when we were, when me and Gibson and Nate 
lived together. We're like 20, 21. Um, we were working, uh, me and Gibson were working at DB's and Nate was working at Chase Park Plaza and the restaurant there. And so me and Gibson stole from DB's, it's like 32 ounce pitchers, but they were like the party pitchers, the oh, ones sure. that you see at like Mardi Gras or something. Yeah. So like they're, they're like short and stout yes. with the handle, yes. um, but real fucking wide. Yes. And then Nate stole all the flatware that we had the house from Chase Park Plaza. And Chase Park Plaza, nice. they're fucking like soup spoons or shovels. Sure. So when I when we lived there, we would just get stoned as shit. You could pour half a cereal box nice. and one of those 32-ounce pitchers yeah. and then just smash it with those Chase Park Plaza soup spoons. And then the pour spout was right there for you to get down on the milk. That's fair. I, wow. I killed so much cereal. What was your go-to in that house? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, see, that's a, I see. I can see it getting soggy on that one. That's oh a, yeah, that's a quickly soggy one. Exactly. That, that's set that, up quick. Because so, soggy's the wrong word. Gibson Maybe. will always attack because Gibson, like when we were kids and like do sleepovers and shit, he would get so fucking mad at me. We'd have cereal the next day, but I don't like soggy. I didn't let it like turn into soup. No, I gotcha. I just want it to be soft. Okay. Just, it's kind of like when you have cookies and milk and you dip your Oreo. Fair enough. You don't just. Dunk your Oreo, pick it up, and bite it. Nope. You let it sit there for a, a minute, yeah. and then yeah. you get that soft fucking bite. I got you there. And that's what I like for my cereal. Okay. I don't want it falling apart. I don't want it fucking like gross cardboard. Okay, okay. I just want it soft. All right. I got you. I got you. I still think you're missing out on some fantastic dry cereal. Maybe I am. Uh, Pops is amazing by itself. Pops is a good cereal. It's basically just a Rice Krispie treat. Mm-hmm. Um... What else? Corn Smacks. I don't even know if they make Corn Smacks anymore. Remember Corn Smacks? It had Is that the, frog. the frog? Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I do remember Corn Smacks. It was basically kettle corn mm-hmm. <laughs> for breakfast, man. Oh, God. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. But you can never going to turn me away from like some Crunch Berries. But that, I'm with you with like Captain Crunch, because uh-huh. that's crunchy. Right. So I would let that you sit let a little soften. longer than I would You let it soften else. a little bit. But you under... don't want it to fall apart. No. But you let it soften. But to reference your Cinnamon Toast Crunch, mm, I would... Nothing else pops to mind. Maybe the best, the best after milk cereal, like it, what it yes. leaves in the bowl. Yes, that cinnamon sugar milk. I put it top two. The other one, fucking cocoa pub, cocoa pebbles, because cocoa pebbles. Yeah. As you eat, because they're so thin yeah. and flaky already, that like once you let them get soft, you only get to eat like three fourths of them. Before, like, the other quarter just straight dissolves. Right. So then it's just, it's it's not, like, chocolatey milk. It is pure chocolate milk. Right. Which is awesome. <clears throat> That's true. That's, That's a great follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm either one I'm going to throw out. Oh. So. so that's how we got to that. Yeah, those are my top two. <laughs> All right. So the last piece of Disney Plus news. Yes, please. Still in the Star Wars. Fucking holiday special in a month. Really? Lego Star Wars. Oh, I didn't see this. Ho- oh, you haven't seen? No. Oh, my God. So they announced they are doing a Life Day special uh, coming to Disney Plus November 17th, nice. which is, it is Life Day. Right. From the, the original holiday special came out November 17th of that year. Um, but it's not, it's not live action. It's Lego Star Wars. But they have confirmed uh, Kelly Tran as Rose. Um Billy D. Williams is Lando Calrissian. Sure. Uh, uh, they confirmed. So that means Chewbacca's in I, there. I forget his name, uh, but they 
but the Matt something, the guy who played Anakin in Clone Wars. Oh, okay. Um, they confirmed his yeah. his okay. voice for Anakin. Okay. Um, and uh, a few people from Clone Wars they've confirmed okay. voices. Oh, this for. is all animated. Yeah. It's, okay. It's I the did. Logo I, I think I remember this now. Actually. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. But okay. I we are getting a legitimate Life Day special. That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> I am so excited. That's man. fantastic. And uh, like they're bringing in the original voice cast. Like I think it's going to be fun as fuck. And like. Everything that Lego has had a hand in has been fun. Yeah. You know, like they do a good job. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh shit, they're the best in the world. No, but they're not. But it's always fun. It's always a fun story. Yeah. And that's what you want out of a holiday special. I don't need you to like continue the Star Wars lore. I want you to give me a really fun fucking Star Wars story that I can watch with my kids for Christmas. Yep. Bunch of random. And we're getting it. You know, stupid little jokes here and there. But yeah, I'm I'm with you 100%. (laughs) Like with you hundred percent, which makes me feel like if Disney's given us it this year, if it goes well, I think we're going to get a legitimate Star Wars special next year. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Like a legitimate Disney Plus, yeah. Show up all of a sudden, like December first. Hey, here's here's Mark Hamill. Right. Here's right. everybody that's right. alive. Right. And we're gonna act a fool in the cantina with musical guests and the whole bit. Why would you not? I I right. I don't I don't understand why the original special hasn't been released yet. Did you ever see it? No. Then you understand why it hasn't been released. Here's why I don't understand. Because it it's rough. Right. It and is I, rough I've, to watch. I've man. heard that from everybody. So it was before my time. Yeah. And you can't find it if you weren't alive when it came out. Yeah. Um So I haven't seen it. But like Disney owns it now. The reason it never came out was because George Lucas fucking hated it. Right. Lucas has nothing to do with it anymore. I don't... And, like... It would make money no matter what. Just exactly. Because it's it has such a reputation. Right. right. So, like, if you're Disney, why are you not just making free money? Sure. Yeah. Because everybody would watch it. Yeah. You know it's bad. You would watch it the instant it came out. You know what they need to make is a disaster artist type movie. About the making of For the Star sure. Wars Christmas special. For sure. Just what a shit show it ended up being. That would be hilarious right. to watch. Because you know it was just a bunch of random people who probably never saw Star Wars. And you know Disney together can do it TV. for the cheap. Absolutely. On the cheap, Absolutely. cheap. That's make it funny. Like free make money. It, right. Printing right. money, man. Because cool. we would all watch it. <clears throat> Little docu-series right. comedy thing. We would yeah. all watch the shit out of it. I love it. I love it. Make so, that happen. Like, like I said, I know <clears throat> that the Star Wars, that the Life Day special is terrible. And I would watch it the instant it came out. Sure. Without hesitation. <clears throat> and so would millions of other Star Wars fans. Like, you have to think, no one under 40 has probably seen it. No, not like they've done some Ex- like, except, deep dive yeah, on Yeah, except for like, like, total, yeah. like total crazy loons. Right. But you're run-of-the-mill Star Wars fan, under 40. I bet you could find it at like some hasn't seen tape it. trading conventions back in the day for a while. You, that kind of shit. Right, yeah. but like those are the deep dive. Totally. Like, you got to go looking for it. Right, right. but like your average, your run-of-the-mill Star Wars fan. Right. And right. I mean, like, right. that's the entire, that's a huge chunk of the, the the economic driving sector Yes. that would just watch it for the novelty of watching it, right. even knowing it's bad. Right. Like how Disney hasn't monetized that is right. kind of insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically what Kim Kardashian's mom did with that porno movie, right? Right. I mean, it's horribly uncomfortable to watch, but if she can make a buck off of it, someone's going to watch it. 
Golly. Um, something totally random I wanted to bring up before. Quick little bite. Okay. Curious. Your th- just a quick little hot take. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they pretty much confirmed that they're going to do Secret Wars. Yes. Through the MCU. Chris Evans is back. Does that surprise you? Is that too soon? Does that diminish? Would that diminish anything? It it surprises me that it was announced this soon. It, it wasn't officially announced. That, but that's the rumor is he is coming back in Secret Wars. I think it makes perfect sense. Could just be somebody playing Captain America, not Captain America technically coming back. It, you know, because it could be someone taking on his look. You know, sure. you know what I mean? But he will be acting in Secret Wars in some I, capacity. I feel like... Evans and Downey Jr. both show back up. Sure. But it makes me sad to think they would show up at all in the next seven years. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I like I, I want to have a chance. I want to see the new I, I, I want to see the new rise up and become awesome. Yeah. And become like truly awesome. Not yeah. just cool, but like really great. And then let something else great jump back in. That's fair. Like, I, f- yeah. I feel like it's unfair. Not only is it unfair to the newer cast, but it's also, to me, it shows a lack of faith from production to say, nope, we got to bring our guys back. Sure. Yeah. It's like, no, man, you did a great fucking thing with these people for a decade. Right. Try it again. Let it rest. Right. Yeah. yeah. Show me you can do it again. Right. And then bring them back. Like I, sure. I still want them. I don't think it's a bad move, but it, it, it's a little sour for me to be talking about that, considering we haven't even seen an MCU movie yet. since they were right. last in a movie. Absolutely. Um, like that, that's problematic. And I kind of felt that same way. However, the Chris Evans doesn't wouldn't bother me as much as if Downey came back, only because mm-hmm. that was such a important piece right. of the movie that was the emotional core right. of that movie i mean technically not america that, was still alive in the movie right. so it's not like not only was that the emotional core of the movie that was the emotional core of the entire decade right totally it was launched on iron man right. and it ended with <clears throat> iron man right right like it, that was he was the right. central figure now if he popped up as a ai to talk to his daughter for a 15 minute scene that wouldn't bother me as much as iron man's back in a movie you know what i mean right. like if yeah, yeah yeah, that doesn't bother me i mean it, sure it, it, if he shows up in multiverse of madness as like a weird alternate sure. universe version of himself totally. in a scene right not a big deal like okay that's right. fine right. like i i would understand i i think every character should show up right if even for 30 seconds right. as like right. whoa yeah as long as he's not top five on the call sheet right i think we're okay you know what i mean for it's, sure um you know, but but at the same time, you know, you don't want to diminish. Of course, they've made whatever money they're going to make off Endgame, so I guess that's See, done. But, but I, you know, I don't know. But it bothers me that it's a money play. Well, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it is because, because is, I think but, it's well, it is if they're coming back this soon. True. It's strictly a money. It's either a money play or an insurance policy, saying people show up for them, so it's worth it. Where right. like I, what I've always appreciated about the MCU. And th- this can certainly be argued by people, but I I stand by this. I don't think the storylines in the MCU have been dictated by trying to put force characters or actors into anything. I think they genuinely have told 
honest stories with all of those characters and created tie-ins when they could. Sure. And certainly have jumped on every opportunity to. But I don't think they ever did a tie-in for the sake of a tie-in. That's fair. And I think bringing in Evans or Downey this soon is just that. It's a tie-in for the sake of a tie-in. And that that cheapens it all for me. That's fair. Yeah, I can see that. Like I, I don't respect that as a storytelling mode. And really, I also think Secret Wars is the wrong move right now. More importantly, I think Avengers v X Men is the move right now. If I'm, I think that they've already set up Secret Wars with you know Captain Marvel and shit like that. Yeah, but so I, it's just already it's already on deck, especially with Guardians. But I think not only is Avengers vs X Men so good, like God, I love that story arc. I. I think it's that that still happens. That, that was I just one think of that's, my that's the next favorite. phase. I that thought was, that's still probably five to ten years out. See, I I think it's a missed opportunity. Mm. I I think if if I'm Kevin Feige right now, I think it keeps us on the air for ten more years. I hope so. <laughs> uh, well, nothing's gonna drag me out of here, John even if there's just, no list. John just bitching about they should. They, I don't know why they're not doing Secret Wars. Well, here. well, here it is. So, and again, this does come down to the fact that. I am very I'm very biased to the Avengers. Aside from Civil War, Avengers vs. X-Men is my it's my second favorite um Marvel crossover storyline. Okay. Like that was with the exception of Civil War, that's the only one in my lifetime as a comic. So like I started reading comics in 95. Since 95, only two crossovers have made me buy every single book and every tie-in from, like, even ancillary characters. Yeah. And it was Civil War and Avengers vs. X-Men. Um, I think it's a perfectly told story. But <clears throat> that aside, I think the fortuitous timing of now getting the Fox MCU characters, I think it allowed... Like, I think the Avengers vs. X-Men storyline is the best way to introduce the X-Men. And... Because that storyline, um, I think you can make a really interesting tie-in with WandaVision and House of M mm-hmm. toward that. That, like, to me, it just feels like, God, this it's the timing is too right. It's not even just that the story's so good. It's that you're going to introduce all of the X-Men anyway. What a killer way to introduce them as a fucking villain. Introduce them as as the other side. Sure. And I think you can build something cool. But that said, I I do think I think the next like series of phases because they tend to they tend to operate in threes, right? Right. So like our big storyline here I think is going to be galactus as the next thanos yeah so you have three avengers movies i think the first one i think the next avengers movie uh plays heavily with the fantastic four and you have them coming in and the post credit scene is going to introduce galactus and then that allows your second avengers your age of ultron to be avengers versus x-men sure because, like, Age of Ultron didn't really matter to Thanos. Right. So it allowed you to stretch out that arc more 
Um, and I think Avengers X, Avengers v X Men will do the same thing. You could have an entire phase build up to it, and then the culmination of that is they find common ground, and then your final battle against Galactus, right? Being your Avengers, I guess seven at that sure. fucking point. Yeah. Um, you have the Avengers and the X Men together. It also wouldn't surprise me if going down the road they don't even really call them Avengers movies. It'll just be this whatever it'll still be a I don't know, Hawkeye movie, but it'll be a team up movie. Kind of you know like how I mean? Civil War was. Yeah. 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 I I see more of that. Just because they're paying I, these people for so much, why only put all of them together in two or three movies? Sure. You know what I mean? And I also think like the classic Avengers lineup just is gone. Oh, sure. So I don't see the reason to keep saying it. You know, like right. I think the only reason to call a movie an Avengers movie is marketing. Yeah. And not only marketing, but also I think it makes for for any given viewer, I think the Avengers movies create like a clear delineation in storytelling where it's like, oh, this arc ends here. Right. You know, like, kind of like as a comic book reader, you know because it's gonna be on the cover which arc it's a part of right and if you're as a movie viewer you know most people that fell in love with these movies aren't actually comic book readers so they're not used to the kind of the arc system so i think the avengers i think avengers creates a nice bookend on the story arc sure but aside from that i think i wouldn't be surprised if you're right oh me either actually of course you are actually yeah I um were you did you watch Dexter at all? I thought we were gonna go there. <laughs> Is that a no? I have a Uh oh. I have I don't know, man. So I I didn't mm-hmm. a lot. <clears throat> um just didn't pique my interest a ton. Libby, however, loved it. Yeah. And she only got into it when her and i started dating so that would have been like probably season three season four ish time of dexter okay i don't know like we started dating in like oh nine okay like in that ballpark um well when it hit netflix and netflix started having streaming okay was really in that same thing so i i saw a fair amount of episodes with her um and I loved the I loved the arc with Edward James Olmos and Colin Hanks. Okay, I think that was cool. Um, you didn't see Lithgow? The, that's what I was gonna get. <clears throat> I I always have a weird thing because so like to me Lithgow was Harry and the Hendersons yeah. and Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, I think we've talked about this right. a little bit. Before, right. But yeah, yeah. And I love his versatility. Yeah. I have no issue with him being the <clears throat> villain, but to Libby, that's all he is. Oh, okay. So every time we see Lithgow, she thinks that she's like, "Ooh, it's that creepy guy," and I'm like, "Fuck you!" I can see that. Don't you sure. dare! Don't you dare reduce John Lithgow to that fucking role. He is he is so much. Hey, more he was than great that. in that show. You're right, he was, but he is so much more than that. Yeah, I think he was even nominated for Emmy in that show. And uh, but, yeah. so so that I I will always hold Dexter That's accountable fair. for that. I get it. That they, they they ruined John Lithgow for my wife, which in turn ruins doesn't ruin john lithgow i right. love john lithgow right but um did she read the books at all no no um i love the books the first two books so good um i read a few after that and then you know it was different but it was the book 
is a lot like um not a lot like but you know game of thrones like the first two come out and then a show comes out that are based mm. off the first two books and then the show kind of does its own thing but yeah the, the guy writing the books goes kept, a different kept doing his own you know yeah. whatever sure so you're like which do i like more yeah and i tended to just to follow the show um but then after the show was over jeff Lindsay, the writer kept doing um like six episode comic book runs of oh, dexter cool. stories it was fantastic like dexter goes back to 20th high school reunion, you know, and fucking no shit. It was very uh, gross point blanket, you know, fucking <laughs> kills a guy Dude, type shit. And, you know, I shit love like that. gross so, point oh, blank. Great move. I just listened to, um, I'm, I need to put my thumb on the table. I have a story about that. Oh, please. Continue. Yeah. Um, I, what the hell's his name? Um, John Cusack. John Cusack. Thank you. Um, I just listened to him on, um, Mark Maron's podcast and he was talking about gross point blank and all that kind mm. of shit. I'm like, I love that movie. That's one of my, I mean, Gen X, that's just my, that's right. one of my movies no. right in there. So That movie rules. Yeah. Did you ever see a movie called War, Inc.? Inc. as in like INC Incorporated. I can't say that I did, no. So it's John Cusack okay. and Hilary Duff. Okay. Um, and Joan Cusack. Of course. Um, it came out in like 08, 09 in that ballpark. Because um, I remember I, I read boxed it when I was living in Springfield strictly because like, oh, I'm a Cusack fan and I had nothing else to do with yeah. that night. It is the, it is the spiritual sequel to Gross Point Blank. Really, it has never gotten enough love, um, and it's War Incorporated. Okay. It's about war yeah. profiteers. Yeah, um, and it is, it is John Cusack, at his least emo, but most like, I, I can't explain it. It's like Hillary Duff plays a pop star, um, that John Cusack is like manipulating to create more profit out of like it is i remember watching this being like holy shit this is way too good to be just like a forgotten direct to dvd release and it was just one of those like it came out in that time and place but even like cusack said like in interviews after he was like yeah this was our it's not a sequel to gross point but it is our spiritual successor like it is it is in the same tone. It is in the same vein. Right. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Look that. I'll look that, that shit up. Sure. And I bet it's cheap on Amazon. I bet you could rent it for a buck on awesome. Amazon. Awesome. But yes, War Inc. Um, now I want to watch that shit again. I, right. I haven't watched it in pr- fucking ten years. Nice. But I remember it was one that like it was one that I rented on Redbox and watched, and then like the next day watched again before turning it back in. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, so anyway, like I was said, Dexter, uh, I was a huge fan. So I'm pumped that's coming back, especially with the original uh, original uh, Michael C. Hall. He was fan. I loved him. He's mm-hmm. he couldn't have been anybody else for that character. He's perfect for that character. So. Yeah. What else you got, man? I'm inter- Is that a desperation move for Showtime? Um, because Shameless is coming to an end. I th- I don't know if it's desperation, but I think it's um, an attempt to stay relevant in the yeah. streaming slash you know drama series you know they got nothing else right now right like like i feel like showtime they were good they went they did great there for a long time right really great in the early they rivaled hbo in the early 2000s to mid 2010s they were second fiddle to hbo like and they had weeds they had dexter they had californication they had ray donovan they had nurse jackie they had shameless like they had all these great programs and then all of them pretty much winded down around 08, 09, yeah. 2010, except Shameless. And Shameless has kind of been the only thing keeping them afloat. 
And now that it's gone, it's like, ooh, we got to go back to the well. But Genji Gohan's on the Netflix train right. now, so we right. can't bring her back. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I mean, I would... You know, they got the original showrunner for, for the first three seasons of Dexter where they won all the Emmys. And, uh-huh. you know, so I'm con- I feel like that's doing that puts a little more faith into it okay. being a real project. And it's just a, uh, like nine, like a mini eight, series, nine episodes. It's a just, limited we're doing series. this. We're not doing, we're not bringing it back for okay. a big, huge run. Um, but you know, I mean, you gotta do something too. Sure. So, but for the, they've tried doing this for a while and th- there's a lot of pushback cause they did not want, cause it, you know, ended. Well, people, it was a real controversial people ending. People did not like the ending whatsoever. Yeah, Libby, so, Libby still yells about right. it. Right. I was not a fan of the, the ending whatsoever. It was a very disappointing ending. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Is, are they going to ch- change? You know, they are they have gonna a retcon it. I don't know. Are they if they're going to go right. fucking Roseanne. Right. That was a dream sequence. It? Right. Um, just, you know, the last four episodes didn't happen kind of thing. I don't know if they're doing that, obviously. But I think this gives them I think people I think this goes back to kind of the um, um, Snyder Cut type stuff. People are like, well, this didn't get its due. The original showrunners weren't there. Let's. Let's give them a shot at what was their vision for the ending of this show. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm, I'm so glad it turned that way, because it opens up a much bigger conversation that I was going to go into anyway. Open it up. There is a lot of there is a lot of uh, movies, television, entertainment, everything that has ended that that hasn't stuck the landing. Sure. And historically, we have accepted that. Um. Weirdly enough, to give credit where credit is due, I think Roseanne is the first program to really change that because they they came back 15 years later and they brought back Dan Connor. Right. Just because they're like, you know what? Didn't work. All right. Right. We're just coming back. Right. Because we need John Goodman. Right. Because he's a fucking treasure. Yes. Um. And then from there, we've seen a We've seen a string of this, you know, heroes. Because it fucking had arguably the best first season. That's the wrong. It had a great first season. Sure. That I loved and then consistently fell down. They they rebooted after that. Yeah. Kind of playing that. Yeah. And then we get Snyder cut. Right. And then are you hearing we now may get the, the Ayer cut. Yep. Heard that earlier. Um, David Ayer is on Twitter saying, quote, it is fucking amazing. Yep. Um, are we in a place where now people are just want to say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, let, let's take three swings at it. Let's, let's do three strikes because we fucking can't like, I, I think... do we get a new season seven of game of Thrones? Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you know, wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we were in that age of what's uh, done is done. Well, we're, we're bringing back. Charlie's Angels. We're doing Starsky and Hutch. We're, we're retroing seventies, and we're in, and now as opposed to bringing the old that's back, we're taking the old and we're just tweaking it. Yeah, and we're we're keeping the same. Let's yeah. just fix it. Like even like with the new Suicide Squad, it's same, but it's uh, yeah. a little different. We're a little different. It's a um, soft reboot. It is right, right. Whatever the fuck that is. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, it's keeping the parts that we like. Right. It's saying that. Eh. Right. It's saying. You know what? Harley Quinn Margo, worked. Right. That's Margot it. That's Robbie saying. is fucking nails yes. as Harley Quinn. Yes. But we need to be better everywhere else. By the way, still uh, number two on the top women's costumes for Halloween this year. Harley Quinn. I fucking believe it, oh, yeah. dude. Yep. I, 
I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but actually, speaking of which, that does. Did you see that uh, the female news anchor from Hubie Halloween got, got fired? fired? I did see that. For yeah. being in that movie? That's insane. How does that even happen? Apparently, it was like a breach of contract. Some bullshit. Like, how to fucked is that? To be on a Netflix show? Right. To, yeah. be, to be a fucking cameo spot as right. a news egg. And I thought that bit was hilarious. Yes. Like, all three of them dressed yes. as, as uh, Harley Quinn. It'll be the best thing that ever happened to her. She'll get a job in a heartbeat. Now. I hope so, man. Yep. I, I guarantee it. Oh, one day a year that I can make my ex jealous. Whoop, whoop. Yep. That's like, funny shit. I, I loved that bit. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought that was a funny fucking bit. That was so funny. So funny. Um quick follow-up though i haven't heard back from joe is it no he did get back to me about watching that movie um southland tales no um the hubie halloween oh (laughs) he's like i'm getting ready to sit down with my kids and watch this like give it 20 minutes i guarantee you're in yeah so he watched he said he watched the whole thing it's ridiculous yeah Yeah. it was a funny ass movie funny ass movie anyways um so what else you got for me man um i got i got a few unrelated things okay First one, um, it's probably going to be small. I don't think because we're not going to have a lot to say about it yet. I don't think, but it's something that I think needs to be mentioned because I think it's great fucking news. Michael B. Jordan yeah. jumps in to uh, to be a producer on Static Shock. I saw that. I saw that. I I, I love that. I don't know much about that character to be honest. So like Static Shock was definitely my generation. He was okay, very right. much a '90s hero. Okay. Um, but. Honestly, sounds like a metal band or something. But well, like so, St- Static Shock is now is the perfect time because what made Static Shock work is all the same things that made Miles Morales work in Spider Verse. Okay, like that that take on Miles Morales could have been an episode of Static Shock from '93. Okay, like it's it's the right move, like a teenage black hero right that what's his power um he can control electricity i didn't know okay i didn't know i didn't know if it was more like flashlight to where he could no run fast or anything too if he's but like he's a cool he's a cool hero okay but he was also like one of those heroes that was like invented in that time where comic books weren't getting the credit they were due and like so the WB show worked but that only gets a couple of so like he just never got quite the Okay. He never quite got the lore that I think he probably deserved okay. if he would have existed yeah. in a different no, I, time. I saw that news, too. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And Michael B. Jordan is like, that dude's a legitimate creator. He's yeah. a legitimate artist. He's a hell of an actor. He's a hell of a storyteller. Um, him jumping in on that. Like, when they announced Static Shock back at like uh, at the Fandom, I was like, fucking cool man like i was i was stoked on it as like the 90s kid in me was like cool man i'm excited to see that but i didn't really give it much thought after it sure to see michael b jordan involved is all of a sudden tells me like oh dc's taking this seriously like this is gonna be fucking dope yeah like this is gonna be a cool fucking movie um not just something that i see out of like ah this will be fun because it'll remind me being a kid but like oh shit they're gonna tell an interesting story in an interesting way and i'm fucking here for that nice I'm down. Check that out. So yeah, I am. I was stoked to see him get involved. Um, I have two other things. I ask you where you want to go first. You want to go into network television and comics, or you want to go into SNL? I only because I think we'll talk about SNL longer. I say we go 
with the uh, network there first. Okay. Um, I have been delighted because I couldn't bring myself to spend money on DC All Access. Yes. That CW bought Swamp Thing. Oh, sure, yeah. How much of a Swamp Thing fan are you? Uh, I don't dislike it. I just don't know. I, didn't yeah. know. I watched the first episode. I did not know much about the origins type stuff. Okay. So, so I, knew, I, I, I love came out Swamp, of Swamp Thing. And that's... I'm a Swamp Thing fan. Yeah. Um, I've always liked the... Um, Swamp Thing has always been kind of like a nice palate cleanser to me. Okay. I like I like a horror comic. Um, really because like it doesn't need a bunch of like lore or backstory or canon. Yeah. It can just kind of be what it is. Right. And I've always loved that about Swamp Thing. Where like they've told very interesting stories through that character, and I've always liked reading them, especially Alan Moore's run. But like they're very much standalone stories. Mm-hmm. They, they can be. And I like that. It's a palate cleanser, like I said. And then when I was a kid, I loved the 90s Swamp Thing movie. Um, it was just something that me and a friend ran into at the right time. So I was stoked on the Swamp Thing show, but I wasn't going to spend on DC All Access. Yeah. Two episodes in, I am. It is driving me crazy to not just go buy the season because it sure. exists on Amazon. I right. just go buy it. I was bummed. <clears throat> I watched the first episode. I'm like 20 minutes in. I'm like, oh, wait, this should be on HBO Max, right? With the whole DC bubble. Uh, no. Because CW you know, bought the rights. They were cutting out all the cuss words. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I right. want to see some cuss words or whatever. And it wasn't on there. So I was kind of bummed at that. I wanted to go watch more right away. Sure. But I, I just didn't get to it. Well, it's, I've been so excited because, like, for one, I, I love the character and I think it's interesting and it's fun. But also, like, so I don't have cable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I can't record it. I have to watch like, oh, sure. at 8 p.m. on Tuesday. Yeah. I have to sit down and watch it. And I can't stream it the next day because CW doesn't do Hulu or anything. Oh, shit. Okay. So for me, it's like for the first time in a long fucking time. Must like, see TV. I got to show yeah. up. I got to go into my bedroom at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday watch and a turn on Channel 11 yeah, that's fine. and let Libby and the kids fuck off so I can watch Swamp Thing. That's awesome. And that brings cool. me so much joy, yeah, man. Like, good for you. I, should. I, I haven't done that shit in, I've done that shit in 15 years. Yeah. Like, had a show that I had to go sit down and watch at the time. That's awesome. No one I can't, which is also stupid because, again, I can go buy it on Amazon for 20 sure. bucks and have the whole season. Sure. Yeah. Because it, something... it came out a year ago. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> like, true. It's not new television. But to, it, it's insane how much joy it gives me to be like, ah, oh, shit. Seven, sorry, Libby. Like, you're putting the girls to bed tonight. Right. I'm going to go lay in our bed right. with a fucking bowl of snacks yep. and watch <laughs> fucking Swamp Thing. They always say kids need routine. No, not on Tuesdays. Middle-aged men also need routine, right? And that's why it brings right. you so much joy. It's yep. like you, I get a bag of chips, like or Pavlov's dog, or Ooh, popcorn. It's time. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. eight o'clock. I'm gonna go spend that's an right. hour just sitting in my bed, fucking watching see, Swamp. Thing. See, now you know how I feel on Mondays when wrestling comes on. Right. I, I well, having said I that, get it. I don't enjoy it as much as I used to, but it still just clicks in my head. It's seven o'clock. It's Monday. It's time to put on wrestling. Just, right. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And. Everybody knows that's what I'll be doing. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to pick up my phone. Right. I'm not going right. to do X, I've, Y, and Z. I've, I've lightened up, but I, this is still new for you. So, but, you know. Oh, man. If this was 40 years ago, well, 30 years ago, I would not have, 20 years ago, I would not have answered the phone. I would not have done anything. 
for that wrestling period. Mm-hmm. But I'm older, yeah. easily distracted. There's lots on now. <laughs> you know what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But yeah, so what I'm getting is I just I'm I'm just really stoked on that. Good, good. And I can't wait to to finish up the season, and then probably go back and buy it and watch it a second time. <laughs> nice. Because nice. it's fucking see the cuss words, right? See the cuss words. It's good. All right, what you got for me for SNL? So, because you know I'm not much of a fan, <laughs> right? Well, so we so we can go a lot of ways here, right. but I want to open it up with a question. Saturdays? Um, Is it the answer? Saturdays? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday. Um, so, and you might need a minute to think on this question. So maybe we, maybe you, I, I ask the question and we just kind of talk SNL as you think. Okay. Right. So. Obviously, we're in an election cycle, um, and forever, SNL has had their 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 presidents, right? Sure. They've had their cast members as their presidents. Sure. You know, it's been well documented that they had a hard time finding an Obama, mm-hmm. but they did. Um, Trump is an interesting one because they went with Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. who's not a cast member. However. Kind of an honorary cast member because he's hosted point. so many times, right. and he did Thirty Rock, and right. he's a New York staple. Right, so he like kind of might as well be. And then you can look at like, yeah, you did bring Tina Fey back as Palin when she was sure. running for VP. Yeah, you have Maya Rudolph but as Kamala Harris. Was she already Harris. doing? No, Palin before she left. No, no? Palin didn't okay. enter the scene until after okay. Okay. Fey was gone. Okay, but again. That whole time, Faye was working on 30 Rock, right, which was right. filmed at 30 Rock. Right. Like, she was still very much Involved. in the family. Right. And Maya Rudolph is Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. Like, again, she's a she's a, she's alumnus, yes. but she's still, like, part of it. They haven't nailed down a Biden since... I, I think they're going to give it to Carrie, regardless. Sudeikis. Yeah. Well, Sudeikis, when he was on the cast... Mm-hmm killed it i agreed um when he was vp but i mean even so, so they had woody harrelson mm-hmm. who i enjoyed they, as well they've had jim carrey who did they have before harrelson there was somebody else that that played him as well oh i don't recall i can't remember but either way let's say joe biden wins the election mm-hmm. who is you're Joe Biden moving forward. Because it's not Jim Carrey. He doesn't live in New York. And he's going to go on about it. You can't have... Because I think if if Joe Biden wins, you've got you've got to be thinking long haul. You've got to mm-hmm. be thinking four years. Now, obviously, we all know there's X, Y, and Z bullshit. Who knows? But I'm, I'm dealing in hypotheticals yeah. here. And I'm yeah. dealing in comedy, so who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, if Joe Biden wins, you've got to think about four years. You can't you can't bank on Jim Carrey being willing to show up every week. And you've got to have you I mean, for as long as I can remember, with the exception of some real weird shit, you always have a presidential cold open. Oh, absolutely, sure. So um, it doesn't need to be someone like Well, they haven't always, but that's been the default for like the past five years. Yes. Even long even probably before longer. the Trump era. Maybe I mean, really yeah. I would say since the since the Clinton era. Yeah. And probably since the George political, H.W. I'll say political opening, not necessarily as presidential, but a political. But it's features either, features sure. a president usually. And really, since Dana Carvey was doing George H.W. Sure, but they they did you've a, pretty like, much had recently. They did a lot of like, um, <clears throat> um, like when they were putting in, 
judges and things like that. They did, you know, Senate sure. hearing and that, that sure. kind of thing. So You're maybe right. a little bit, but I know what you mean. Very right. always usually but political. There, yeah. There's always someone yeah. who is the president sure. on the cast. Um, two things. One, I feel like it's Jim Carrey's, and that was part of the deal. Hey, we're going to let you do Biden. And if he wins, you're our Biden, you're our Baldwin going forward. You think so? It wouldn't surprise me. You think he wants that? Yes, because I feel like he has so much coming down the pipe in the next couple of years. This is a great platform to him to be seen every week. How is that a bad thing? Well, I guess the question is, Is he? does he live in New York? That, that, I, that I don't know for sure. Really. And do those things require, do the th- uh, like... I think he still has enough of a career mm-hmm. that, like, once we're in a post-COVID world, he's going to be out and about shooting shit. Maybe. Like, Alec yeah. Baldwin has really, post-30 Rock, made his career, like, on Broadway and shit. And doing sure. his radio show and doing his sure. podcast. Show. Like, yeah. he's fucking around on Saturday nights. Yeah. But just to do, well, and you know, Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey. So if he's filming a movie, he can be off on the weekends. That's part of, you know what and I mean? And then to, fly back to New York just to do a, a cold open? To be seen by millions of people? Absolutely. Maybe. I, I think I think that's a, I, that, I'm not saying that's a done deal, but that would not surprise me if that okay. was part of the conversation going That's in. interesting, because that would surprise me. Because I feel that that's a reason Woody wouldn't keep doing it. Well, I can't keep doing this shit. Right, that motherfucker lives in Hawaii. Sure, that's what I'm he saying. Ain't, he ain't right. trying to do that shit. Yeah, right. He's trying to go out um, and live his life. Absolutely. He's living his and, best and, life. And two... I feel like they have to go outside the cast because for the first time in a long, long time, they're a young cast. Yeah, but I think, I think there are guys like. I mean, who's the oldest guy right now? Like Beck Bennett, <clears throat> fucking Keenan Thompson, you know, right? Exactly, <laughs> the ageless wonder, right? And he's probably thirty-seven. Oh, the fuck out of here! I bet Keenan Thompson's forty-five. Fuck off, forty-five. No way. I would bet. That motherfucker was on all that. I remember him doing like 95 doing Good Burger and I was already like 18, 19. He probably was too. You think? I, I like bet, he was like I bet he, 15 years old back then. I let me wrong. get on the Who internet. Knows? Who knows? I would bet him at 45. Possibly. Um, I'd be surprised if he was older than me. The, he's not Biden, <clears throat> so it doesn't matter. Well, right, he's not going to be Biden. He's not going to be Biden. But but that's a, but my, that's kind of my point is I know you can do some makeup in here and there but there's no one who even is really a middle two yeah there you go we're the same age but there's no middle aged white guy that could even play an old white guy see but I don't think I we're talking about makeup and shit like I think I think uh, uh, give it to Pete Davidson no I mean maybe um, I think uh, why can't I think of his name all of a sudden. The one that play, that always plays Trump's oldest son. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Moffat. Moffat. Kyle Moffat? Name? That sounds vaguely familiar. I can't remember exactly. I don't think that's right. It's something. Alex Moffat. Okay. Okay. I think Alex Moffat could be could I could be see a that Biden. a little bit. Sure. I think Kyle Mooney. I don't think Kyle Mooney could do it. Maybe pull it off. And they don't know what the fuck to do with him, no, clearly. he's too nerdy, scrawny looking to pull that off, I think. I think they've been trying to... I'm kind of surprised Kyle Mooney's still on the cast, I'm honestly. not. I, Kyle Mooney, I think, is still without... He's not to the point Sandberg was, but he's kind of their Sandberg guy as far as the digital videos and things like that. Right, but Sandberg was more versatile. Sandberg, oh, absolutely. Sandberg killed it on the digital shorts. Yeah. 
but was also really good in sketches. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Mooney does like very weird, quirky digital shorts that I think are funny. Yeah. But don't really fit in with the rest of the show, and yeah. he doesn't really work in regular sketches. I, I did love his Tony Hawk thing two weeks ago. That was fucking. Was that was a funny. good bit. That was a. Good and then bit. you know, bring it all around, wrap it up. What my mom's dating Keenan Thompson? <laughs> right. It's fucking hilarious. So. But again, but I think in a in a world, that's right. Where if Joe Biden wins, you've got to have a Biden on. Oh, deck. no doubt. Um. That's why I feel like it's already planned. Because at this point, it's too late to find somebody. You have to have somebody in pocket. See, but they've but they've moved around so much. I mean, like, we're, we're... I mean they had Jason Sudeikis. They had yeah. Woody Harrelson. They, I, they had Woody Harrelson. But that's why I feel like, because this the, is a whole new season. You don't start a whole new season not knowing. You know. Yeah. Especially this close to the election. You know. You'd that's why I know. feel like Jim Carrey is this, he's the, he's it. He's it. Maybe. That would just That would just be... It's going to be odd. That would surprise me. And I think he's been funny. I agree. Yeah. I think he's done a good job. You know what? I don't. Here's the thing. You know, I know just from watching news, how people feel, you know, or or what Trump's uh, perceived faults are, you know, whatever. You know, sure. Biden stuff. The only thing I know from the media is he's kind of old and forgetful. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't. So I don't know. That's all they seem to do with it. There's not a whole lot there. You know, he rambles on, and he's an old man. That's pretty but it's old much man what kind there of, is. That's all it is. It's like old man jokes. Well, that's really... But that's why I think you need a Jim Carrey to give it a little more... To church it up Dress a it bit. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like with Dana Carvey, George Bush was a boring motherfucker to listen to, to watch, sure. to have anything to do with. And then Dana Carvey makes up a couple words in there, and all right. of a sudden you're like, this guy's fucking hilarious. Right. And you pay attention. And, and then you had George W. Bush, who, like, Will Ferrell made a less funny version of. <laughs> because yes. when George W. Yes. Bush spoke, yes. he was a funny motherfucker. He was. Because he was so ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, cocaine. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, right. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Hell of a drug. Um, I got. I, I could sit there and talk more SNL for 20 minutes yeah, if but, you want. But, like, I just... I, I am just intrigued by that. As to... Like, I, I do think there's a situation where they bring Jason Sudeikis back. I would love that. I think that I think was would... very funny. He yes. doesn't seem to be doing it all. And he is married to Olivia Wilde, and she's kind of killing the game. Yeah. So I don't think he needs he, to Oh, do he doesn't much. need it. No, no. Um, But I think he was a really funny Biden. I agreed. When, when he was VP. You know what? I really, this is SNL related, but I always wanted them. To, and they just kind of stopped doing it. Because I know a lot of some people have left here and there, but you could get these people back to do what's up with that. Oh. That to me was one of the funniest things of all time. I, I oh, you love still got that. Keenan. Right, that's what I'm saying. So you, you've got the Sudeikis is gone, you know, dancing in his red outfit. Fred yeah. Armerson is gone playing his saxophone back there. Um, but those two guys pop up all the time. Yeah. I just don't know why they never did any more of those. I loved Dude, it. Dude, I thought last night was a really funny episode. Did it you was watch a very it? solid episode, yes. I yes. love. I loved the sketch. And honestly, I didn't really know much of the host. Lisa I Ray. I know her a, name. I was I in the same boat. Yeah. Libby is a big fan is of hers. Good. That's good to know. Um. So Libby was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." I'd only ever seen her in. Did you watch that Netflix movie? It's it's come out in the last year. Um, it's her and Kumail Nanjiani. Didn't watch it. Um, 
Very funny. Yeah. Fucking watch it, dude. Okay. It was really good. All right. But that's the only thing I've seen her in. Okay. Isn't um, she on? A, is she on a TV show too? Or? Yeah. Okay. So she has a show called Insecure. That's what it is. Yes. She did a movie, um, that Libby really liked, where like, I don't know, so kind of like a thirteen going on thirty. Okay. Shit, where like she became a kid or gotcha. someone, her gotcha. boss became a kid. I, I don't fucking yeah. know. Um, but I found lately a lot she of the was episodes... fu- the fucking uh the sketch where uh her and Chris Red were <laughs> sitting at the diner. Yes, the like people that, kept walking up. Oh, that was, that was a fucking funny. that was a great yeah. sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found the last that was classic um, SNL. Man. Oh, that's perfect. That exactly. That was right in the wheelhouse. The last few seasons, um, the episodes, not that I love the most, but I've enjoyed. Or people I don't, you know, feel like an old man all of a sudden. Like, I don't know these hosts anymore a lot. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I know most of them, obviously. But there's a handful where I'm like, I, I know that name. I don't know what they're in. Sure. Um, but then I'll watch, I'll watch the show because I love SNL. Fantastic. I, I, I don't know if I like it more because I don't have expectations. I think so. Um, I, I feel I, I that way. It. Yeah. I like it I, a lot. When I when I don't know the ho- or like Or like when Chance the Rapper was on. Like, I know Chance dude. the Rapper, but I had no idea he's going to be funny. We were talking about that last night when he showed up yeah. to guest on, on the Bieber, Bieber track. Song. Yeah. I looked at Libby. I was like, why the fuck is he ghosting or like fucking siding siding up to a shitty music artist yeah. when he's hosted twice right. and been fucking hilarious both yep. times yep he did it was it was a year ago he did one of my favorite sketches of the last five years i don't know if you're, he hosted it was during october mm-hmm. last year because it was a halloween sketch um and it was a sketch about like a bunch of kids in a graveyard i know yep. and then like the ghosts popped yep. up yep. and like he died like jerking off into a socket or something yeah didn't want, and, they're right. singing a song yeah yes. he, yeah dude i i was yeah. rolling yep. watching that sketch yep like, and oh. as soon as i saw it, i was like fuck bring that sketch back tonight yeah. Yeah. give me a, give me a sequel to that yeah, or when he was the um when he was the basketball announcer doing the hockey game oh those are great yeah let's yep do he, he did one hockey. he did the esports one too yeah that was pretty funny yeah Let's do that hockey. Uh, but uh, after that sketch happened, the NHL hired him to do virtual shorts as that character oh, interviewing real hockey players. That's hilarious. Yeah, they did one with like he interviewed Ryan O'Reilly as oh, no as that character. Oh, yeah, he great. did like six or seven of them. I'll look those up. That's funny. During that hockey season with him interviewing actual guys yeah. as that character. That's one of those guys, you know. I've known his music for a handful of years and enjoyed, for the most part, all of it. And he's then, a very fucking good artist. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's he's on TV doing his thing, and it's it's fucking great, man. It's yeah. great. I was really impressed. Well, see, next week it's Adele hosting. Really? Yeah. Is she singing as well? Nope. Really? That that surprised me. Wow. But it kind of gave me hope because, like you said, I think when I, I look don't know at, what to expect with that, right? Right. Yeah. And when I look at SNL, I feel like. Lately, at least, the most fun I've had watching is when it's non, when it's non comedic, when it's not comedians. Sure, you know, like I think comedians, especially like career standups, have their voice. I mean, Chappelle aside, he was a great host because he's just he's the goat, right? But like Bill Burr, not a particularly good episode. Um, but it's because Bill Burr like has his voice, right? And I don't think his stand-up's bad. Like I've no. I've had some laughs at some. Uh, He's at been some a great actor on like you know like Breaking Bad but, and shit like that. He's done really well. But like, 
I don't know. Like, I just feel like he. It didn't hit right. It just, yeah. yeah and and it and I feel like more often than not, when it's a stand up, the writers almost work too hard to play to that yeah. comedian's strengths, yeah. and it never gels right. Right. But when you have like a musician or an athlete, and it's like, all right, we're just gonna do some zany shit, right. and you just get in where you fit in. Right. That shit works better. Um, Whereas I feel like when it's a big name. Then the the writers try to they play to that person's strengths when it's yeah. like that's one person, right. but in a sketch you're an ensemble. Right. So as a sketch crew, when you you should play to your own strengths, right. And let that person yeah, get in. I love the sketches where they take the famous people and just put them as at the butt of the joke, but the straight the, person or right. the whatever, just you know, right. you know, Sheila in accounting like, or whatever. You know what I mean? Let yeah. the people that you hired to be sketch be comedians right. be sketch comedians. Right. Exactly. Speaking of Adele, I loved uh, – she wasn't in this episode. Wait, maybe she was in this episode. It was a Thanksgiving one. Uh, Matthew McConaughey was the host, and she was the um, – Yes. And they're all around the, the – you know, it's a family at the Thanksgiving talking uh-huh. about politics or whatever. And anytime it gets really uncomfortable, someone just hits that Adele, um, someone hello. like you. Oh. No, is it hello? Oh, it's hello. Yeah, it's hello. Hello from the oh. other and they, side. Eventually, they all start – you know, they're in the video. McConaughey has long nails and the hair. Yeah. Oh, made me laugh so hard. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, because McConaughey is like dressed up like an old man going, you know, I saw this transgender, crazy, uh, uh, crazy fad these guys got going on. They're like, this is not a fad. You know, they start yelling <laughs> right, at each other. Right, They click the button. It's, it's, the, the, it's the traditional <laughs> yes. Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, which you could play it this year just again, same way. You could play same it forever. Way. Yeah. Um, I love that shit. I love SNL. It always yes. it's It's one that like, I, <clears throat> I watched a documentary on, uh, a new documentary on, um, Chris Farley the other night. Yeah. It was on you A and E or Bravo, one of those. Um, but it was some, you know, but they had inter- it was his three brothers sitting down at like a steak dinner, uh-huh. t- you know, telling stories, whatever. But they also had interviews with other people, new interviews talking about like Bob Odenkirk was on there, you know, because he was a writer on SNL at the time. Yeah. Conan O'Brien was on there. Damn. And just talking about all these, you know, Dan Aykroyd's on there, and just the stories of some of you've heard many times, but uh-huh. other ones, you know, I had no idea that. Chris Farley used to go to a uh, um, uh, church and talk to old people and just you know, didn't tell people about it. It's He did all kinds of charity stuff that no, no one ever knew about. So anyways, off topic, or off topic, but man, somewhat the same subject. So that's, well, I, I feel like I, I hear people um, like poo poo SNL and, Th- they have for the last 40 years. They always so people will. will continue to, yep. and that's fine. Yep. But I just... When it's all said and done, that'll be one of the best top shows for ever, period. Because it's this, it's maintained so long. It's always stayed relevant. It's produced so many major, huge movie stars. Well, and it's just one of the, like... At it's any, the benchmark for comedy. Well, it, in any given segment, it's great. Sure. So that's the thing to me when people are like, well, I quit watching SNL because X, Y, and Z. It's like, fucking why? Right. Because even in a bad episode, there's 10 minutes of fucking laughs. Right. Well, then, like, even and if like you that, hate the entire episode, next week is totally fucking different. Right. I mean, well, you're never well, going to see the same joke, man. Well, like, say... Well, John having microphone issues. The Well, the example being that the Bill Burr episode. Sure. Like, I didn't think he 
he shined as well as he should have. Yeah. But Jack White was an awesome musical guest. And then, like, the sketch where uh, he was, uh, they were do- the the Sam Adams sketch. It's fantastic. Super funny. Fantastic. So, to me, 10.30 on a Saturday night when I'm sitting at home with Libby anyway. Right. If I just watch some random Netflix movie, I'll probably get the same amount of laughs. Sure. Out of that bit. And two great musical performances. Right. So, like, and that's worst case scenario. Yep. Best case scenario, like, fuck, dude. Like, last night watching the Issa Rae episode, I think most of those sketches landed and were funny. Yep. Like, Agreed. I Agreed. had a good time. Same here. Same here. Uh, I, people are just fucking silly. Yeah. That Sam Adams sketch reminded me a lot of one of my favorite sketches the last couple of years was... Uh, was it Casey Affleck at Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, fucking love that one. one. It was basically the same kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, that was a great because I think the kid who the or I forget his name the, who played the kid was wearing the Patriots hat. Whatever. I think it was Alex Moffat. Was that Moffat again? Because he was also like the buddy in the donut shop who like Affleck nut taps him and they wrestle. Yeah. And they fight. You know, so it's <laughs> right. like the same shit. So I love that stuff. I love that stuff. So that's all I got, man. Yeah, I got I got nothing left in the tank. All right, guys, appreciate it. All right, see ya.